Before we get started today, I have a listener to thank for a donation. Nancy Roach set up a recurring monthly payment via PayPal. Thank you so much for your support, Nancy. Those recurring monthly donations really help us to cover those hosting fees and other recurring expenses. If you would like to support the Messy Studio Podcast and be thanked live on the show, just go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and click the Donate button. It's a yellow button in the upper right-hand corner, and there you can set up a single-time or a recurring monthly donation for literally any amount. So that's www.MessyStudioPodcast.com and click the Donate button. I also want to thank everyone who sent well wishes to Kara and I. We got married last weekend, which is why this episode is going up a little late. And as you can imagine, getting married in the middle of a pandemic was quite the ordeal. I'm not going to go into it too much right now. Um, Maybe we can talk about it on a future episode. But it goes without saying that there were a few hurdles. Uh, We still did the wedding, though, and it was beautiful. I think I cried the whole time. And a lot of you sent us some very nice messages. And hey, our wedding registry is still active on Amazon. So I'm going to throw that link in the description of this episode, just in case someone wants to send us some dish towels or something. All right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about confidence. Confidence often seems to go along with success in the art world. When talking about the business side of things, qualities like self-assurance, decisiveness, and the ability to speak well about your work are important. In the studio, confidence may take a more private form. The ability to try new things or to carry through with major projects. While there's no doubt that confidence is a good thing, many artists feel they fall short of having it. Today, we're going to talk about confidence in a somewhat philosophical way that may help you see it more broadly. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we're going to take a kind of a deep dive today into some ideas about the word, the idea of confidence, and um, hopefully open it up a little bit more. It, it can be a, a slightly intimidating idea because many people feel they don't have it, and um, perhaps they have more than they realize. I, I started thinking about this. Uh, recently, I was reading a book by a Tibetan Buddhist monk. It's called In Love with the World by Yanji Minjur Rinpoche about a spiritual journey that he took in which he cast off his status and the trappings of his uh, pretty esteemed position. And he took off wandering in India for several years um, without any resources or money or possessions. And it's a really interesting book if anybody wants to read about that. Um, and But he wrote something about confidence, which I thought was pretty interesting. He said, to be confident, you have to accept impermanent conditions. And if you're familiar at all with Buddhism, you know impermanence is one of the basic tenets of Buddhism. And it struck me because this seems like almost the opposite of the way that most of us think about what confidence is. Um, we sort of think of confidence as resulting from knowing what to expect or um, at least thinking that we know what to expect. Uh, In terms of your art career, you might feel confident uh, approaching one gallery after you've had success with another. It's sort of, well, now I kind of know the ropes, it's going to go fine. Uh, But really, we do not ever really know what lies ahead, right? We're always dealing with the unknown. Um, 
and so the you know a past experience that was successful can give you a sense of confidence but i think what you know he is saying is um things can always be, turn out differently and and in ways that you don't expect either positively or negatively um you might go into a gallery expecting that you know what's happening and it could turn out completely differently. They might be rude to you. They might tell you to leave or they might say, you're exactly you know, the person for this next show and you really don't know. Um, so, you know, we, we like to operate in this illusion that we kind of know what's going on, but um, truthfully, we don't. I, I, was, I was thinking about this kind of illusion that we like to maintain. Uh, a couple days ago, I was I was on a really pretty rugged hike up in northern New Mexico, and I, I had seen a sign that that's, said I was heading towards a, a warm spring in a couple of miles. So, of course, I wanted to go there. and um, But I realized on my way to finding this place, um, I was I felt kind of uneasy. I felt kind of wary like um how do I have how far do I have to go and what am I going to run into and you know am I going to get really tired and that sort of thing. Um I was you know there were rocks involved. I, am I going to twist my ankle or something. You know this kind of like undercurrent of uneasiness. Um I wasn't super fearful or anything but just this I was aware I was a little bit tense because I kind of just wanted to get there. You know and and then it would be all right. So I got there and it was gorgeous. And then um, on my way back, that's when I noticed how much less anxious or concerned that I felt. I was much more relaxed. Um, but in truth, you know, I could just as easily have fallen on the way back or, you know, met up with a bear or gotten lost or anything. So <laughs> there's this illusion of kind of a, a comfort zone because I'd been there before. I'd been on that walk going the other way. So I kind of knew it, you know. Um, and and I started thinking about how much um, we rely on that to function day to day. We, you know, we we rely on what we know um, and what we think will continue. But I would say during this uh, pandemic time that that comfort zone idea has been challenged in a lot of ways. Um, and this, it's it's quite um, you know, it's upsetting when something changes and you don't. You didn't expect it. You didn't see it coming. So that's a little background on this kind of idea that, you know, things are impermanent. Yeah. When I think of an image of confidence, actually, the the image that comes to mind is a very famous painting of George Washington, uh, Washington crossing the Delaware. Mm. And in the painting, there's this choppy water and there's a small little wooden boat and uh, George Washington is is at the front of the boat, standing up, and um, you know, going boldly forward on Christmas Eve on choppy waters to go and engage in a battle with these uh professional Hessian soldiers, and it's it is the image of confidence. And uh, what you what what strikes me really about this is that if anyone's ever stood up in a boat on calm water it's still difficult it's <laughs> difficult to maintain your sense of balance and on choppy water you mm. really have to be able to anticipate those waves you have to have your your knees bent and your your center of gravity low and a little bit forward and um it's uh it's all about maintaining your sense of balance in spite of what's coming at you yeah that that is really excellent example i mean that 
it's uh, it's being prepared, it's being aware. And I, you know, you, I, you have to imagine that George Washington was not entirely without fear in that moment. Right. But he's he's doing it anyway. He's going forward, you know. And obviously the painting is a an artist rendition. Uh, that striking that pose at the front of the boat probably never actually happened. But that's the way that the artist depicts confidence, which mm-hmm. I think is significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this, this idea that, you know, confidence means that you have no fear and you have no problems. You're just striding forward without any trepidation. (laughs) I think, I think that's the point at which people think, oh, I have no confidence because I do feel afraid of the unknown or I, I feel worried about this situation. Um, and I guess I, what I'd kind of like to do is sort of, pick that one apart and kind of redefined it a little bit because I think that actual confidence um, all relates to accepting what's unknown. Obviously, in that example, that painting, um, we know historically what happened, but you know, in the moment, we can't imagine that the people on the boat did. Um, and yet there they go, you know, off into the unknown. And to me, this what actual confidence is, it's kind of what you were saying. It's it's various things, but there's an inner sense that uh, you're going to handle whatever it is. What you know, whatever happens, you're going to deal with it, um, and that involves, I would say, trust. Um, you know, you have a, a sort of a trust. Uh, you know, moving away from the image in the boat, but in in terms of your art career. Uh, or your art itself, um, you sort of trust that you're going to learn or acquire or um, even, I suppose, in a spiritual sense, receive the ability to adapt and cope with what comes at you. Um, and this can play out, you know, in in pleasant ways in the studio or it can play out in more difficult ways when you're struggling in your career or something. But there's this kind of, if you have this kind of underlying trust, I think that's confidence. Um, and it comes from experience, from being through things. And I think on the podcast in the past, we've often said, ask people to remember the times when they did uh, – Meet, diver- meet adversity and deal with it. And we've all had those times, whether it's in our career or personal lives. Um, yeah, confidence in- involves boldness in spite of turbulence. Yes. And I-, I think that there really is also like a spiritual aspect to this. And um, being able to trust in some kind of universal good or uh not just in yourself, but in the world at large, which can be extremely difficult, especially when times get hard. Mm-hmm. It's very challenged. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think it takes courage to to um, to trust and to go ahead uh, with, you know, when, you know, taking whatever precautions you need to, but going ahead despite being... Uh, Concerned about the outcome or a little bit anxious, uh, and I, I put that caveat in there to to uh, take precautions because being prepared is part of confidence as well. I mean, if you know that you've done what you need to do to be ready for this, um, for whatever happens, and you know that you can control some things, but there's a lot of things you can't control, but you sort of address the ones that you can, um, and then you proceed, and it. And that, to me, is confidence, uh, even if 
you have your worries. It's hard to dispel every scenario that comes to your mind. Um, right. Well, and fear is an evolutionary aspect of, of who we are as humans that keeps us safe in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's something that we don't want to allow to uh, rule us. So uh, when you're afraid of, of something, afraid of the unknown, afraid of an outcome, um, I think it's important to acknowledge that fear, but yeah. not to allow it to dictate your actions. Right. And, and you know, we talk a lot about... Um I don't know, aiming high, being, um, you know, having large goals, having ambition, ambition in your work to keep growing and all those things. Um, and those are all really good. And we we approach those with some degree of confidence, even though we know there's no guarantee that it's going to work out all right. But I think probably everyone listening to this can think of times when either in their work or their art career or some other situation where they thought, um, you know, I, I'm just going to try this. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's that's the basic um, ingredient, I think. <laughs> and I think so many of us have these qualities that we just talked about, but we don't necessarily label them as confidence. It's sort of like confidence is this thing that we're supposed to, you know, get a gold star for or something. And in fact, we're all practicing it to some degree all the time. Um, and it, it can be kind of liberating to realize that. I think that's uh, it's made up of various qualities that we we work on all the time because we have to survive in this world, you know? Right. Well, and if you really want to know what you're capable of, um, I think that it's important to ask the question, um, what, what would somebody, what would a successful person do? You know, what would somebody who I admire do? Mm-hmm. And uh, then you paint yourself into a corner where you have no choice but to proceed in that manner. And <laughs> I, most of the time you're going to find out that you can be that person, uh, even if you didn't think that you had it in you. Yeah. And that, you know, that that brings me to the whole thing of how we perceive confidence in other people. And, um, you know, we we may not really know how much confidence we project as people. Um, we may be surprised when someone says, oh, you you seem so confident, you know, and inside you're like, oh, really? Um, but I, I wanted to say a word about the idea that we, there, there's a whole thing about sort of false confidence that's, it seems to be promoted um, in terms of when people talk about success or the business world or whatever, and the, the phrase, you know, fake it till you make it comes to mind. Uh, and it's it's sort of promoted as well, even if you don't feel it, act like it. Um, and I suppose that that has some usefulness. When you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you have to sort of sink or swim, then you, you know, if you can summon up some fake confidence, it's okay. And, and truly, you probably are being confident if you found yourself in that situation at all. But I feel like as an artist, at least, because we... We operate from our true being, our inner core, is that you need to feel that inner confidence and you need to feel centered and authentic um, as a person, as an artist. So this kind of um, idea of projecting a false confidence, it's so easy to shoot that down. You know, I mean, if it's not really rooted in who you really are, when something goes wrong and you've been acting like everything's fine, no worries, uh, you know, it it can be pretty devastating. Um, so I, I guess that's just a little bit of a side trip there into 
trying to figure out what you really feel about situations and, and you know, what to do to proceed in an authentic way that is right for you and not, I don't know, as artists, sometimes we're called upon to promise things we really don't think we can do or overextend ourselves in ways that, you know, really, it's not really the best thing. Um, and yet we may feel like we have to say, yes, yes, and I'll do it and no problem. And yes, I'll meet that deadline and all those things um, to project this confident image, which perhaps doesn't serve us. Um, Real quick, I want to let everyone know about what's new with Squeegee Press. Squeegee Press has now undergone its beautiful transformation to become Cold Wax Academy. And what's more, for everyone who enjoys using their special cold wax tools, all sizes of the SP Create Squeegees are now back in stock. Rebecca and her partner, Jerry McLaughlin, are also launching their online live learning sessions as part of the new membership program, and all sessions will be recorded for future viewing by members. For more information and to become a member of Cold Wax Academy, please visit their website at www.coldwaxacademy.com and click on the membership button. That's www.coldwaxacademy.com and hit the membership button. All right, let's get back into it. So, yeah, um, I just wanted to say a few words about that idea because it, it gets mixed in with this whole concept of confidence and we think, oh, that person has it, I don't, you know, <laughs> because perhaps they're they're pushing it a little bit and, and showing something that isn't entirely authentic. But uh, I believe as artists uh, that true confidence, true inner confidence is important. Um, and how does that, you know, kind of play out in what we do and how does it apply to our, what we do in the studio and what we do uh, when we're trying to operate um, as a business. And getting back to the quote from the um, Buddhist monk that I mentioned, you know, we, we're constantly dealing with the unknown, um, whether it's a, a painting we're working on or, you know, thinking about galleries to approach or shows to have or anything. And we're always on this path where we never really get to the destination <laughs> Uh, probably true of a lot of things in life. Um, there's always this uncertainty, and you don't have um, trail markers or maps, you know, on this path. You just you just keep going. You just keep trying things. Well, and what choice do you have, really, except to just you keep on going? Right, and you could have goals and things, but it's still it's just it's always seems a little murky ahead. You know, <laughs> where is this going? Um, and I guess an example of false confidence would be when artists say, well, I know exactly where I'm going or, you know, I'm, my work is all about this and nothing else or, you know, making very definite statements about things. Come on, there's a lot of uncertainty in everything we do. <laughs> but you may feel pressured to be very, very, you know, um, I've got it. I know what's going on. Um, and this kind of trust that I mentioned earlier, I mean, that in the studio, the phrase is trust the process, right? Um, so, and that applies, I think, to your to your work as well as your business or your uh, things you do to get your work out there. And it really means that you're constantly adapting and things are always changing. And it means following your intuition and it means learning what works and um it means, you know, recognizing that there's a lot of things that don't turn out the way you expected, but maybe a different way, maybe a good way. Um, and if you don't have that basic trust in what you're doing as an artist, 
it's really hard to to progress and and um, keep opening up to things. And I think most artists acquire that, and that is confidence, that trust that things are things are um, opening up, things are evolving. Um, and I've, you know these kind of things we mentioned about um, things that do prop up a sense of confidence that come from the outside world. Uh, and and there's value in that. I mean, you you sold a big painting, or you got an award, or something happened like that. And these things do help. They they kind of set outside validation. We did another podcast about that, right? Um, it's just that um, that can't be at all. I mean, that you have this something inside needs to feel that strongly. Um, and if you're only relying on that external kind of validation, you can get pretty stuck. Um, there's another quote um, from the book, confidence based on static conditions can always be torn apart. <laughs> uh, if the static condition is, I've been with this particular gallery for years, or I have this very reliable collector, or I always teach a workshop here at this time of year or something, whatever it is that you feel is set in stone, and that's where your confidence is coming from, obviously. Uh, and, and we learn this every day now in the pandemic, things change. Um, the workshops that we were counting on to for our income are gone. The uh, you know People are being careful with their money, and they may not be buying art and all these things. So um, if that's where your confidence is coming from, then it's probably pretty well undermined right now. So Again, back to what you know. What is real confidence? I think it's you know is that ability to adapt and change and keep going, um, even when it's hard. Um, understanding what you can control and what you can't. Um, I, I see an analogy in uh, the way that a lot of artists work, looking for a balance in their work uh, between spontaneity, intuition. Uh, which kind of represent the unknown. You're not sure what's going to happen when you start putting down a certain color or moving paint around. Um, and that and balancing that, though, with the kind of organizing your painting, bringing in composition, et cetera, that's kind of the more um, known, controlled part. And it seems like kind of a, a good analogy for the way that sort of shifting on the boat, you know, adapting, changing, riding the waves so that... Um, you know, you keep going, you keep going forward and, and just trying to stay flexible. Um, it's the, if you have very rigid expectations for what's going to happen, your confidence can be very easily upset and shaken. Yeah. I also think that there's a lot of confidence that comes from our interactions with other people. Mm. And when there's people who support us emotionally, uh, people who depend on us, and our success and people who are willing to challenge us. I think that we need all of these people in our lives in order to really be confident in ourselves. If yeah. you're existing in a vacuum and your your only source of confidence is internal, um, it's, it's very easy to get inside your own head and to uh, undermine your own sense of self-worth and confidence. And when other people are building us up emotionally – or depending on us for what we are able to do for them, or are challenging us for 
our preconceived notions and ideas, um, they're able to push us and motivate us in ways that we couldn't necessarily do without those those social interactions. So I think it's really important for people to have a a support system, you know, both with your friends and family and also professionally with people who can provide those uh, those services to you uh, and, and in terms of building up your confidence and who, who you can do the same thing for them. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I, I realized when I was thinking about this, it was kind of a, an isolated point of view. Uh, and so I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, we are social creatures and we're, we're not doing all this alone. And I think what, what really counts is that it is that you're, that realizing you're part of a, uh, a web of interactions, communications, responsibilities, and all those things, and and coming through, and and coming through for people, coming through for yourself, having other people help you, reinforcing that idea of this interconnected um, web of people and relationships, absolutely important. Well, and viewing yourself as something as part of something larger than just yourself, yes, being yes. viewing yourself as something as as a a part of some of some grander scheme or grander movement. Um, and understanding that you're not isolated and that um, while being an individual is extremely important and it, especially in the art world, this is uh, you, everything that you are selling is is uh, what what it is that makes you unique and what makes your art unique. Mm-hmm. So that individualism is is highly important in the in the art world, but that sense of motivation and confidence often comes from viewing yourself as something as a part of something larger. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. And I guess when you know when I was talking about this too much reliance on external uh, validation, I wasn't really thinking in terms of human true human interaction that comes out of friendship or love or concern. It's a whole different thing, you know. The kind of validation or confidence that would come from, say, um, you know, uh, getting an exhibit or uh, getting a commission or something like that. It's not really that personal, right? But the personal things are different. Um, and it's it's true. We need we need to have that in our lives. And I I also believe it needs to come from more than one source, as you said, to see yourself as part of something quite a bit bigger. Um, than your own immediate surroundings. And the more diversity of relationships and people that you get interact with on a real true basis, like, you know, honest and sincere and friendly, um, it all adds up to, yeah, that feeling of, yeah, I'm a good person. I, I have good relationships. And that does flow into your work and everything else you do. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a big, that's a big component um, and I think it also helps you to be less rigid, to be more flexible, because you see how other people operate. If we're only in our own heads, we're pretty much um, limited in what we see as our options. Uh, but when we look around us and we see, yeah, so-and-so handled it that way, or this person has a good insight, you know, it's very supportive to growth, I think. So what is the the value of confidence in your art practice? Mm. Um, yeah, aside from just, you know, the thing we just talked about, this basically feeling connected to 
something outside of yourself, which is huge when you're an artist. You always want to be have a sense of connection. Um, I think that inner confidence um, helps helps any setbacks or failures from being terribly devastating <laughs> because you have the flexibility. You you're you feel supported. You feel supported in your own mind and you see that you're doing some good with your work. Um, and so when something bad happens, it's not the end of the world. Um, and it also uh, gives you um, courage or whatever to try new things, to take risks. And you're not dependent on that rigid idea of what it takes uh, to be confident. Um, keeps you balanced when you're setting goals and expectations. Because you know things can happen and um, – your expectations may not be met, and you have to go forward with that understanding, um, you know, and staying kind of calm on that choppy sea, I guess. Uh, and and I think, I guess the last thing that occurs to me is that there is this outer aspect of confidence. You know, we talked earlier about some people just seem to have it, and they sort of exude it. And I think when that's authentic, you know it, and... Um, if you have authentic confidence, then you're going to present yourself well uh, in the art world and uh, among people who are interested in your work. And you you will avoid seeming needy or anxious or um, have high, having high expectations of someone. And you're just kind of calm and centered. And that is something a lot of people respond to. And will want to be with you, see your work, and things open up. Yeah. So those are just things that, you know, they're, they're all kind of maybe a little bit obvious. But I, I really I really believe there are many people are well, well on the road to this. I mean, lots of people have a lot of good qualities that feed confidence. And, and yet if you ask them, are you confident? Are you confident as an artist? They might say no. Um, there was another podcast earlier where the question, we talked about the question um, that I had asked in some of my workshops, when did you first call yourself an artist? And it seemed to be um, really related to how confident they felt, how much validation they'd had, and how they how that formed their self-image. Um, and yet, the truth is, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who's made the effort to come to a workshop, who has uh, experience with art materials, who has done quite a bit of artwork, and they're telling me, well, I'm not ready to call myself an artist, it does seem kind of a crisis of confidence. Like, all you need to do is say you're an artist, you are an artist. Um, can you not see yourself that way? And there's like this, it's sort of like this thing you have or you don't have. <laughs> Um, right. And I I think a lot of people have more than they know. Yeah. And calling back to the beginning of the episode when I mentioned uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware. Uh, and there's there's so many aspects of this painting that I feel like I've I've been connecting to you through the course of this discussion. Um, but there is the the aspect of boldness in spite of turbulence. And there's also the fact that he's not crossing that river alone, that he has all of his men with him. And they are inspired to be confident because of his confidence. Yes. And he likewise is inspired by them. Yeah. And 
it's there's a there's a give and take with the people around you and in in the way that we can support one another as as artists yes. as entrepreneurs um and i think it's really important to surround yourself with people that inspire your confidence and who you can do the same for them yeah and, and in this way we can build each other up and we can help each other to move forward even when things get very difficult yeah and then and, and- if not now, when? I mean, this is yeah, this is the time to do it. Um, this is the time when we can help each other in that way. So, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Well, I think that there's a lot of ideas and concepts that we kind of give lip service to without really thinking a lot about them. And confidence came to me uh, through this book I read, but as a word that. Um, it's actually a pretty deep topic. Uh, I mean, we've offered our thoughts on it, and listeners may agree or not agree. I mean, it's it's not um, clearly defined, <laughs> and I'd say uh, maybe a bit mysterious uh, because it's that thing when people have genuine confidence, you know it, uh, and you may be a bit mystified as to how they have it. But I just sort of wonder if um, a lot of people who feel they lack it actually have more than they think they do if they op- if you open up the definition of it to include these things that we've been talking about um, having some trust having an ability to be flexible um, recognizing that we can't control a lot of things um, and so to me it's there there is sort of a spiritual quality to it it's sort of about that acceptance and that trust that gets to the root of it well that just about wraps up this episode of the messy studio For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and www.squeegeepress.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.